Oh boy, Daniel K, how have you gotten yourself into this mess? Completely alone and trapped in a blizzard. A freak blizzard. I've never been in a blizzard before. They don't usually hit Australia. I wish I had somehow known to be a bit more prepared. I'm just here in my drones shirt and these board shorts and these thongs or flip-flops as the Americans call them oh I fear if I don't find shelter or some warm food and drink soon I'll be done for in this freezing weather oh no oh wait What's that? Coming over that snowy slope over there. Oi, what's this here? A wretched little podcaster lost in the blizzard? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, I'm terribly in need of help. Oh, 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 why? And I was just saying to myself this morning as I was leaving the Polar Research Center, Klaus Nicholas, why don't you take that old surveillance monitor slash research computer that you just had replaced out and maybe you can give it to some little idiot you find out in the blizzard? Wait, wait, wait. Polar Research Centre? I didn't know there was a Polar Research Centre here in Australia. Wow, you really think you're in Australia right now? Boy, you must have been thinking some really negative thoughts to get your life so fucked up like this. Well... Oh well, take this old computer. Look here, see, it even does games. Not quite Tetris, that's what I got the new one for, but if you hit the keys like this, see, you can load up an old text adventure. That should while away the hours before the inevitable end. Oh, well, bye-bye. I have to get this flask of warm apple cider back to the research lab before Matt and his friends get there. Warm apple cider? Ho, ho, ho. No, wait, come back. Ho, ho, ho. No, I can't hear you anymore. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, no. Well, I guess, um, I've probably got... Like another hour or so before Frostbite totally rids me of uh, the ability to use my fingers to type on this shitty old research surveillance monitor, which also does an old text adventure, so I I guess I better get out my little uh, microphone here. Well, would you look at this? It's been recording this entire time. That's a stroke of luck. And I'll just... Yeah, I guess I'll just see what text adventure is here on this, 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 uh, this monitor that that uh, Klaus Nicholas Jesus what a weird name that he he's given to me here in this Arctic blizzard um wait holy shit is this winter wonderland wow wow I played this game I did an episode of this game a year ago today it came out oh my god L- last Christmas Christmas of 2017 it came out I did the one episode of this old text adventure called uh, Winter Wonderland well would you look at that what a coincidence uh, hang on a second why would you look at this it even has my old save file on here M- my old progress that's an incredible stroke of luck oh, I guess it, there must be some Christmas magic in the air Ah, oh, what a blessing. Boy, I wish I had the capacity to go back and listen to the old episode from a year ago so I had a good understanding of the context that this gameplay is about to take take place in. If anyone right now is listening to this, I'd suggest they actually go back and listen to that, otherwise they won't understand what's going on. But uh, I doubt I'll have the strength after I've finished recording this to actually publish it. On the off chance that my frozen corpse lands on the SoundCloud app 
on my phone and hits my nose maybe hits the upload button then anyone who's listening should go back and listen to the first episode of Winter Wonderland <sighs> okay so let's just get started shall we <clears throat> so uh, just to bring everyone back up to speed with what's happened in this game just in case for some weird reason you haven't gone back and listened I have gone back and, and listened to this one recently actually and it's a funny episode it's pretty good I think yeah um, yeah but just in case you don't feel like it uh, we are a little girl called Gretchen Bales we live uh, in poverty in a little shack way off far away from the nearest town or you know a short walk anyway um, the, the, the prosperous town nearby and we've got a little uh, brother Sander Bales but he's oh he's so sick he's bedridden Ooh, he's having a real shithouse Christmas just like me dying in this blizzard with nothing to keep me entertained in my final hours my final minutes but this shitty old shitty old computer playing a good text adventure from 1999 definitely not going to disparage the quality of this good text adventure <laughs> anyway yeah so we go to the town and we're begging for candles to put on our shitty Christmas tree and we are you know begging for plum pudding from the local um, waitress who we know Hannah Mae and she's like oh just this once just because it's Christmas Eve I guess I'll give you some plum pudding and oh fuck it up what's this we find in the pudding oh it's the traditional pudding coin um yeah, the, the, the old the big pot of uh, pudding. There was a coin. We uh, clamped down on our little girl teeth. Kunk! Ouch! Wow! Oh wait, I'm uh, comparatively rich now. Woo! Hooray! And with that uh, coin, we go off to the local toy shop to do what uh, it is in our our heart of hearts to do in this town, and that is to buy our sick little brother a new pair of shoes because his old ones are worn through the soles. So we go to the the uh, wonderful shop and we get the leather shoes, the nice new leather shoes, and the old man is like, well, you've only got our goddamn single coin there. These shoes, uh, you know, cost more than a coin, but he's Christmas Eve, so he takes it anyway. What a good lad. What a good old man. What a nice guy. And we run back home, but on the way home, a great big storm. Uh, cracks uh, open from the sky and it starts raining all over little Gretchen, us, and we fall off the side of the mountain. And then we wake up and we're in a weird forest. Um, yeah, surrounded by tight brambles and there's a weird uh, shining silver light uh, ahead. So we go through the forest and we find a lantern hung on a big tree um, uh, in a little clearing. It's a small clearing in the dark wood, which is singular for a large and beautiful oak tree growing here. And the moonlight filters through the dark bare branches and makes unusual patterns. Ooh, listeners, I don't want you to forget that. Oh, it's so cold here in this blizzard. Ooh, I guess the North Pole. I could have sworn I was still in Australia, but I guess no. You don't really get blizzards in Australia. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, dark bare branches and the moonlight filters through the branches and makes unusual patterns on the ooh, snowy ground. A path runs through the little clearing from east to west, but
but many other directions appear passable as well. Um, there's a little um, map right at the top of this text adventure interface, like an ASCII map. It's it's uh, lots of slashes and dashes to show me what paths there are. I can see the oak tree is obviously this little circle in the middle, or maybe that's me. There's a path to the north. There's the path I came from to the south. There's paths to the east and west. There's also a diagonal path leading away northeast. One leading uh, northwest. One leading southwest. So yeah, lots and lots of paths to take. There's one, two, three, four, five, six paths that I haven't taken, and one that I have come from, where? Um, so, uh, then in my last game, I can still see the text from my last game from a year ago loaded out here on this mysterious, magical Santa Claus screen. I mean, Klaus Nicholas. Sorry, silly me. Uh, and having looked at the lantern, I get this description. A lit lantern hangs just within your reach from one of the long, twisted branches of the oak. And then I looked at the... Uh, oh yeah, I looked at the lantern. The lantern emits a bright and glowing yellow light. And then I looked at the oak. And here we have... This is where I left off in the last episode, this description. The great oak tree in this clearing is devoid of all leaves, as it would be in this time of the year. A long and gangly branch... Uh, its long and gangly branches are crisply silhouetted by the full, silvery white moon hanging in the dark sky. You notice some unusual folds in the bark of the oak. Mm. And you imagine that these folds resemble a kind of face with two eyes and a closed mouth. As you approach the trunk to examine it further, the eye folds suddenly split open, revealing dark gaps. And from the opening mouth, a deep throaty voice suddenly booms. Wait right there, little lass. Come any closer and I might eat you up fast. And with that, all of the dryad's branches seem to wriggle as if he were taking a great stretch. And the lantern in turn bobs up and down and he stares at you with a bemused expression. Ooh, okay. So here's where this episode officially starts. Uh, so he's bemused. I like to think that that means he's not gonna actually kill me, maybe? Wait, yeah, he. It's specifically a gendered dryad. I guess Gretchen's judging by his deep, booming man voice. I guess? Um, yeah, anyway. So, we can talk to the tree, the dryad? It's called a dryad here in the text, I guess. I've never heard a, a dryad. I've never heard of that. But let's try talking to it, because it's probably friendly, I'm thinking. I guess. Talk to... Dryad. Sorry for my shivering, listeners. It's just all oh, so chilly in this freezing, deathly a blizzard, which is definitely killing me right now. <laughs> the dryad appears to be staring whimsically at the great silvery moon overhead and does not seem to be paying any attention to you. Oh, okay. Look at moon. The bright and silvery moon hanging in the night sky illuminates the snowy patches at your feet and provides the light by which you are able to view this strange and snowy world in which you have fallen. So I wonder if it will literally eat me if I try and pick up the lantern. Look at Dryad. 
The dry edge branches are devoid of all leaves as it would be in this time of year, and the long gangly branches are crisply silhouetted by the full silvery white moon hanging in the dark sky, and the dark pits that form its eyes appear to be directed in your direction. Oh. It, uh, in my last interaction it just said it doesn't seem to be paying any attention to me, but here it's telling me its eye holes are directed in my direction. I guess the two aren't mutually exclusive, I guess? He looks upon you with a bemused expression, and you wonder if he would, in fact, have eaten you. Uh, let's get that lantern. Ooh, I'd love to have a lantern, a nice warm, maybe a kerosene lamp, or a paraffin lamp to have with me. I could huddle around it and perhaps eke out my last moments of life by, uh, by absorbing a tiny amount of warmth from its flame. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Get lantern. The dryad raises the lantern up out of your reach. Fuck this tree. And it looks at you pityingly. So sorry, young thing, but without this light, I have no solstice cheer to bring. But take heart, little spirit. The moon is full and bright on this most snowy solstice night. And then after pausing to reflect, he adds... Now, if you had a bundle of fairy glow rocks, what a find. But alas, the ore grows deep in the old dwarf's mine. Oh, ask Dryad about mine. The Dryad appears to be staring whimsically at the great silvery moon. Okay, cool. So maybe this is the only interaction. Maybe I, I come back here when I've got the ore. Why do I want the lantern though what's my direction here I don't really have any direction except that I'm lost in a winter wonderland and that I could potentially have a lantern if I wanted to trade some elf glow rocks for it but frankly if you were gonna in real life offer me either an, a lantern or a pile of elf glow rocks I'd probably take the rocks to be honest the rocks I could probably use as a weapon more than a, a lantern like if a wolf or I don't know an elf when I come out of the undergrowth here and attack me, I could probably get it with a rock. I don't know how... I could probably get it with a lantern too. But anyway, uh, so let's take one of these paths. There's the east-west path, there's the north path, there's the northeast, there's the northwest, and there's the southwest. Let's go north, keep it simple. North, as you walk the forest thins, and soon, ooh, you leave it behind entirely. And I'm at the snowy hills. Snow-covered peaks and valleys continue to the horizon as far as your eyes can see, while the midnight sky above is speckled with fine points of light. The snowy hills continue all across the northern horizon, and the forest lies to the south. Uh, so it looks like I can go east, or west, or northwest. Let's try heading northwest. Uh, yeah, we're still in the snowy hills. In the hemisphere of your sight, the horizon to your feet is a blur of white peaks and valleys, while the entire starry sky above is a deep midnight blue that is pierced by gleaming full silvery moon. By the gleaming full silvery moon. Ooh. A little white snow sprite carrying a golden bell runs across the snowy hills laughing and tumbling, and as soon as it spots you, it runs right up to you, stops just a few feet away. Wow, okay. Look at Sprite. 
The snow sprite is as white as the snow with pointy feet and hands. In its hands it is carrying a golden bell about half its body size. As you stand there staring, the snow sprite raises the bell and waves it tauntingly back and forth. This is where the rocks would come in, listeners. I could get this thing real easy. It laughs mischievously and sticks its tongue out at you. I'm going to stick my tongue back out at it. Stick out tongue. That's not a recognizable verb. I've spelt tongue wrong, but that's not what it's complaining about. Tongue isn't a verb. Let's try, let's try it spelt correctly anyway. No, doesn't like that. Okay. Talk to Sprite. The snow sprite stares at you with great attention as you speak, and when you finish, he straightens up very seriously, as if about to give a prophetic oration, but says only, What? Okay, yeah, fuck this sprite. Uh, the only ways I can go is uh, back southeast, the way I came, or I can head straight down south. Let's go south. Snowy hills. The vast expanse of snowy hills continue in nearly all directions. I should be... I'm gonna... I should be drawing a map. Ooh, here in my oh, in the um, pocket of my of of my um, uh, what you call them? Board shorts. These summary board shorts I'm wearing. I happen to have this notepad and this pen, so I'm gonna quickly jot down this map of uh, where I've been. This is full of my. Oh, here we are. Uh huh. Uh huh. And now here I am. Yeah, okay, cool. So, vast expanse of snowy hills continue in nearly all directions. A tall mountain rises to the west. Soggy weepings to the west. And you can barely make out the forest edge to the southeast. So, southeast will get me back to the dryad. I could also head straight down south and explore another area of the forest. Or I can head west and explore the mountain. Let's go west and check out the mountain. Probably if I was a dwarf building a magic mine. I'd build it in the side of a mountain. That's just me, though. Uh, west. Cave entrance. This is the base of a giant mountain to the north. The rocky landscape continues to the west. Snow-covered plateaus glisten in the moonlight high above, and the path stops just in front of the mouth of a cave in the mountainside to the west. Railroad tracks lead from deep inside the cave to a large pile of round stones a few yards from the cave entrance. Ding, 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 listeners. We're going to get that fucking sprite right in the head. Look to the east and southeast. You see the edge of the snowy hills. The mountainous terrain appears impassable in other directions. Uh, you hear the faint groaning of creaky wheels echoing from within the cave. The scraping of metal becomes louder and louder. Ooh, and suddenly an old mining cart filled with small grey stones emerges from the cave entrance. A stocky pug-nosed dwarf with a lit candle on his hat pushes the cart along the tracks from behind. Quite oblivious or unconcerned by your presence, he continues pushing the cart until it reaches the stone pile where he dumps his load of stones. He then slowly marches around to the cart to the other side and pushes it back to the darkness of the cave. Uh... Examine stones. That's not a verb. I need to learn to spell. Look at stones. No, I think I can have a note, and I'll have a second pass at examine. 
No. No, I think I got it right the first time. Yeah, let's just look at the stones. Ooh. The freezing cold is playing tricks on my brain, listeners. Sorry. Um. The stones. Ooh. Ah, oh, ca I can't see any de stones here. The tall rock pile is made up of hundreds and hundreds of small grey rounded stones. That's it. Get. Stones. You take a handful of round grey rocks, but they soon become unwieldy. Since you cannot find a suitable place to keep any more than a handful, you'll have to stop at that. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'm content with that. I mean, when you're dying of exposure out in a blizzard, you can be content with a handful of magic stones. That's the kind of thing that you learn when you're in my kind of situation, listeners. Ooh. Alright. Uh, maybe I'll come back to this dwarf mine when I've traded these magic rocks uh, for the Dryad's Lantern. Uh, which direction is the mouth of the cave? To the west. Okay, so if I go west, I'll go into the mountain. Okay, that's interesting. Or into the cave. Alright, let's go back east. We're at the snowy hills, and now let's go southeast. And now we're at the little clearing. Yeah, okay, I've got my bearings, listeners. The oak dryad peers down at you as you stand in this small clearing of the dark wood. Cool. Um, give... It just occurred to me, maybe I should go try throwing rocks at the spirit, but that's probably not in the... That's probably uh, contrary to the... or counter to the whole Christmas spirit, isn't it? I'm not going to be throwing rocks at anything on Christmas, so let's not do that. Give stones to Dryad. Oh, but so dull and lifeless be the lot. You must now make them piping hot. The dryad peers at you discriminatingly. But what's this? You have so few. No, no. No, little one. This'll never do. Okay, so they're not hot enough and there's not enough of them. Okay. So this, 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 is this like the backbone of the entire quest of this game? Is getting this thing, getting this guy's rocks? So that I get the lantern? The path south from the Dryad, it kind of is like too... I get lost in the woods if I go that way, and then I just make it back to the path leading up to the Dryad. So maybe if I have the lantern, I can go that way and get back home. Maybe that's what I have to assume. Okay, so we need to find a bag to carry the rocks in, and a heat source as well. So... Let's... Let's go check out the... Let's go check out the mine. We'll go northwest to the snowy hills. We'll go west to the cave entrance. Um, let's go west into the cave. The dwarf's mine. Inside the cave, you can barely make out the shape. What? You can barely make out the shapes within this chamber. The moonlight trickles in, barely illuminating the metal tracks upon which the cart rolls. The tracks appear to originate from somewhere in the tunnel to the north, and then divide here in this chamber. One set of tracks leads back out to the east, while the other continues into a tunnel to the southwest. 
Near the junction of the tracks, you can barely see a tall metal lever reflecting in the moonlight. Uh, so it says the tracks originate to the north, but according to the map, I don't think I have an option to go north. I can only go southwest. Let's try going north anyway. The tunnel to the north is just wide enough for the tracks, and you worry that if you follow them, the dwarf will run you over with his cart when he returns. Hey! Fair enough, Gretchen. That's smart. You know what? I didn't think of that at all. So let's go... southwest. Oh, alas! It's much too dark to see deeper within the mine. The moonlight barely illuminates this chamber as it is. Should we... fudge around with the lever? The lever? Look at uh, lever the long metal lever is connected to the tracks near the junction it is tipped slightly from vertical in one direction so I could kind of mess up this dwarf's day a little bit if I like good boy Dan in this situation wouldn't change anything but bad girl Gretchen might like she's been sucked into this magical world Given no warning, Mag just magic world bang, talking trees, dickhead sprites, uh, aloof uh, dwarves, not enough rocks, plagued by problems, Gretchen, dying brother. Um, so let's just mess with this lever a little bit. Pull lever. Ah, you grab a hold of the long lever and you pull with all of your might. And with the groaning of rusted metal, the lever slowly moves. You notice that the tracks are now connected from the tunnel to the north to the tunnel to the southwest. <laughs> so let's... Shall we wait? Wait. Time passes. Wait. Time passes. Ah, oh, let's try exiting the cave. Um. What? Okay, so everything is normal outside except for the last sentence. Uh, mountainous terrain appears impassable in all other directions. From within the cave you hear the squeaky wheels of the miner's cart growing louder. The sound of the turning cartwheel stops briefly, and then you hear a loud clap, which echoes about the cave. Let's go back into the cave, west. Inside the cave you can barely make out the shapes in this chamber. The moonlight tracks in the moonlight the tracks is barely illuminating the metal tracks upon which the cart rolls. Tracks appear to originate somewhere in the tunnel of the north and divide here in this chamber. Yada yada yada. You hear the faint grinding of the mining cart on the tracks as it returns from the tunnel to the north. The sound grows louder as the cart rolls into the cave and the dwarf continues pushing it out of the cave to the east. So what's happened here? Yeah, I don't get it. Let's go north, though. The tunnel to the north is just yada yada yada. You don't want him to run you over. The dwarf pushing the old miner's cart reappears at the tunnel entrance and passes by, apparently uninterested in your presence. He and the cart vanish from view into the tunnel to the north. Okay, so this whole mining operation is just going to continue no matter what I do? I'm going to come back here when I've got a light source. Let's head east. Cave entrance. East. Snowy hills. East. Snowy hills. Wait, what? Snow-covered peaks in the valleys continue to the horizon as far as your eyes can see. So I've already been here. But something different is happening. Uh, 
As far as your eyes can see, the midnight sky above is speckled with fine points of light. The snowy hills continue all across the northern horizon and the forest lies to the south. But suddenly you are smacked in the head by a snowball. You whirl around to see a devilish little snow sprite giggling at you. It suddenly jumps up, does a backflip and then disappears into the snow. Motherfucker. Oh, okay. Um, oh, well that's fine. I haven't taken any hit point damage or anything like that. Let's try heading uh, east. Snowy hills. The powdery white snow has become slushy in this direction and you sink to your knees. You can scarcely make out the silhouettes of the forest trees against the starry midnight sky to the south and southwest. The gleaming snow-covered hills continue to the west. So I've been west. I haven't been... I think if I go southwest, I'll get back to the dryad. If I go south, I'll get to a little bit of the forest I haven't explored yet. So let's go south. Path through snowy forest. Oh, that's interesting. I can head northeast here. So I can go... I've, I've come down. I can just go back out, but in a slightly angled direction. Anyway, path through snowy forest. A path outlined upon the snow-covered ground by two rows of stones. Okay, so this is a deliberately marked path. It begins here and continues to the southeast. So down and away from me. Moonbeams streak through the tops of the giant fir trees, illuminating your way. So this is a special path, but I'm just curious what happens if I go northeast now. Let's do it. Mountain's edge, and there's nowhere else to go according to the map. The forest has thinned in this area of the foothills. Ooh, listeners, I'm still so cold. Ooh, still stuck in the blizzard. Ooh, I'm sure you can hear it and you don't need me to tell you. Forest has thinned in this area at the foothills of a great mountain range that lies to the north. In the moonlight you see that the undergrowth has thinned to the southwest, which leads towards the forest. A small hole, barely noticeable in the shadows, extends into the mountain directly to the north. Look at hole, huh? Look at hole. The hole is incredibly dark and menacing. Throw stone. You cannot seem to find that here. Inventory. You are carrying a handful of grey stones, handsome leather shoes, and a candlestick. Oh, I've got a candlestick! Do I have any way of lighting the candlestick? Light candle if you were to light the candle the melting wax would surely burn you oh fuck off Gretchen no it wouldn't you know how to light a candle how old are you besides the candle is small made more for a decoration than illumination I bet you could make a rock real hot with that candle though but maybe that's not enough rocks for the dryad whatever the hell this dryad wants rocks for I don't know don't ask me um, but it doesn't want me to throw Throw stones. It doesn't. It said throw stone. It didn't like that. Didn't do anything. All right. Let's just go back down. There's nothing to do here yet. Uh, southwest. Path through snowy forest. So there's a special path leading southeast. Or I could go west to get back to the dryad. Or I could go north or northwest to get back to the the snowy hills. Let's take the special path to the uh, to the southeast. Southeast path through snowy forest. You are standing in the middle of a stone-lined path that leads through the snow-covered forest from the northwest to the east. To the north, the ground drips down much lower than the path upon which you now stand. Okay, cool. So I'm like on a little elevated road. 
and it's like kind of boggy and marshy to the north. I guess if I go north, I'll get to that uh, to that mountain again. Should we try it? Let's try it. Let's go north. Forest Vale. Okay. Enjoying a tasty glass of melted snow, listeners. I've been ingeniously melting the snow with my own body heat. But alas, my own heat is slowly ebbing away from me in these final moments of life. Ooh. Ooh, let me distract myself for a little bit longer with this interesting text adventure. <clears throat> so I find myself in the forest vale. Uh, a step over the row of stones and I climb down into the forest vale. The air is much warmer here. Oh, what a nice thought. Even though this area is much deeper than the rest of the forest, the thick canopy of branches high above has blocked the snow from collecting here. This is quite beautiful imagery. I think this this game is actually really well written. I like the way the Dryad spoke to me earlier as well. That was kind of uh, pleasingly poetic. Anyway, so yeah, the canopy of branches high above has blocked the snow from collecting here. Ooh. The moonlight has also been blocked by the thick covering of branches. F fortunately, dozens of fireflies have congregated here and illuminate the darkness sufficiently. In the firefly light, you see a bed of strikingly beautiful white flowers. Poinsettias? Pon... Poinsettias? Poinsettias? Um... Well, okay. Hang on, let me just check the pr pr pronunciation of Poinsettias. Let me just pull out my, um... Swiftly freezing smartphone. Ooh... Um... Let's see... Where's Google? Here we are. Put all in pronunciation in autofills. Cool. Pronouncing poinsettia. If you look up the pronunciation of poinsettia in the dictionary, you will find two versions. One that follows the spelling in a regular way. Oh, there's some phonetic characters I don't understand. One that would be more naturally corresponding to the spelling poinsettia. Is it poinsettia? Oh, hang on, here's a YouTube video. These one, these these how to pronounce thing YouTube videos. These are always wrong. I've looked them up just out of curiosity when I know how to pronounce a goddamn word because I know how to pronounce it. Like goddamn Siros. The G is silent. I think, I mean, I'm not enough of an Icelander to really know that 100%, but I go on YouTube and the guy's saying, Sigaross, Sigaross, I fuck you, Sigaross. So let's check out what how he gets it wrong this time. Oh, an ad. It does look like poinsettia to me, but poinsettia. Anyway, ooh, it's so freezing and chilly and cold. Uh, in the firefly light, you see a bed of strikingly beautifully beautiful white poinsettias. Little flying fairies dance and sing on the flower petals. Oh, that's nice. You glance about the area and you notice that this forest vale continues to the east. Uh, 
What kind of fairies are they? Look at fairies. The fairies dance in the firefly light, playing games, singing and laughing. You spy a group of them playing hide and seek amongst the poinsettias, while others seem to be having fun flying races with the fireflies. Talk to fairies. You cannot seem to find that here. What? I've spelt fairies wrong. I'm not built for text adventuring, listeners. I've got uh, a problem with my spelling. Yep. It's not. It's not some. It's not so bad as other people's problems with spelling. Like I know some people who have real, real problems. Not just spelling, but also reading. I don't have so bad problems, but I have problems with my spelling that makes it hard to play text adventures. Talk to a e r. E-S. Fairies. There's no reply. Okay, goodbye creepy fairies, let's head east. Oh wait, maybe I should try picking a flower. Wait, look at... Uh... Poinsettias. Poinsettias. Flower fairies play gaily on the petals of the white poinsettias. When a firefly passes close by one of the flowers, close by, you notice a little wand resting on its petals. A little wand! Get the wand! I want the wand so bad, I don't care! Get the wand! Commit theft, Gretchen. You reach for the little wand, but just as you're about to grasp it, one of the flower fairies darts through the air and swats your fingers with its wand. Another fairy rushes over as well and chides her companion in a bell-like high-pitched voice. You must take better care and guard your wands. A little later, you see the fairies become distracted by a game. The others seem to be playing with the light bugs, and they fly off to join in. Okay, cool. So, they're sentient. They have language. Um, I've learned that much by trying to steal from them. So, yeah. What a, what a learning experience that theft was for all of us. Let's go east. I think I've had it with these fairies. Forest Vale East. Ooh, so cold. Sunken Vale continues back to the west. Yeah, I know. Fireflies dance about in the air on this side of the Vale, as as well illuminating the space beneath the thick covering of branches above. As well illuminating... Okay, cool, yeah, sure. Another bed of white poinsettias flowers grows here in the soft earth. Pick flowers. Let's do it. The white poinsettias look so fresh and beautiful that you decide to leave them to grow in peace. I appreciate... I appreciate that you made that decision for me, game. No, wait, no, I... Yeah, even if it was pointless, I think it would be nice to pick a flower and have it in my inventory to feel like I'd achieved something. Even if I hadn't. That would have been nice. Um... So, yeah, maybe we'll come back here later. Let's go west. I mean, let's go... Uh, yeah, let's go west. And let's head back down south onto the path. Uh, and now I can go east along the path. And here I am in a forest clearing near a cottage. I've never been here before. Ooh, the front of a small wooden cottage faces to the west. On the far side of this forest clearing. Faces to the west. So it's facing me. 
and it's on the far side of a clearing. So I've entered a clearing, and on the other side of the clearing there's a cottage. Very interesting. Without the concealing canopy of branches, you see shiny points of light twinkle in the dark sky. The underbrush has grown thick in this area, but it has been cleared away to the east and also looks passable to the southeast. The stone-lined path leads back into the forest to the west. So I could either go southeast, or I could pass the cottage to the east, or I could investigate the cottage. Let's look at cottage. Better not be goddamn ginger red or something, that'd be bad. The cottage is of modest size and made almost entirely of dark, coarse wood. Oof, oof. The windows appear to be covered from the inside by thick curtains and appear very dark. Ashen grey smokes curl up of the chimney. Ashen grey smoke curls up out of the chimney and drifts out of the clearing on the cool winter breeze. Knock on door. You cannot seem to find that here. Enter cot age. That does not seem to be something you can enter. Knock on window. That would not seem to help matters. You suddenly hear a rustling above you, but before you can react, you are pummeled by clumps of snow as tiny ice patches are dislodged from the branches above. What? Um. Okay. Look at trees. The forest is full of magnificent tall fir trees. They fill the wood with a wonderful fresh pine scent. Rustling. Look at rustling. Look at look at the rustling. You can't seem to find it. Okay. Climb trees. Let's go full zork. None of the surrounding fir trees seem to have good branches for climbing. Okay. That's kind of spooky. And what's what what's with this unenterable cottage? Maybe I have to go east to get to the cottage. Let's do that. East. Porch. Okay, here we go. I understand now, listeners. I didn't understand before. I understand now. I must have that blizzard brain. Ooh. Oops. Uh, yeah. The wooden floorboards creak and groan as you tread upon them. The front door is closed to the east. Just ignore that sound, listeners. Yeah, definitely still... Yeah. Ooh, the blizzard is just sounding kind of weird. Kind of sounds like a, a brother HL-2140 black and white printer for some weird reason. I don't get it. Ooh, maybe the blizzard winds is playing tricks on us all. The wooden floorboards creak and groan as you tread upon them. The front, the front door is closed to the east. And a short flight of steps leads back to the forest clearing. Uh, knock on the front door. You rap gently on the f on the front door, but hear no response. Um, yeah, open the door. Open door. You try to turn the handle, but alas, it does not budge. Uh, so the wooden floorboards creak and groan as I tread upon them. Look at. Floorboards. 
the wooden floorboards creak and groan as you tread upon them. The front front door is closed to the east in a short flight of steps. Okay. Shout. Oh, that's hardly polite, says the game. Okay. Let's knock harder. Alas, that sentence is not understandable. Okay, let's try just knocking again. Knock. What do you want to knock on? Door. You rap gently. No response. Can knock on. I know. That I didn't. I don't think there's a window around. Let's just try it. Window. That would not seem to help matters. Okay, let's go back west. We'll come back here, I guess. So we're in the forest clearing near the cottage. Let's go down southeast and take that path. South of cottage. The forest thins slightly near this side of the house, but traversal in this area is hindered by the dense underbrush. From this vantage point, you can see that the wooden cottage to the north sits up above the ground on short stilts. Okay. Okay, kind of like a Baba Yaga kind of situation we've got going on. That's pretty cool. So let's go back up northwest. Uh, let's go east. Wooden Floorboards Creek. Go under Cottage. Can't seem to find that here. Lift Floorboards. Uh, that's not a recognizable verb. Why would it tell me it's up on stilts unless there was some way of getting under the house? Okay, listeners. I think it might be time that I can maybe try asking the game for a hint again. This came up before in the first episode that I got stuck. Didn't know I had to ask Hannah Mae for some of the pudding. Um, so let's see what happens if I type in all caps HINTS. The following hint subjects are available. Prologue, Lantern, Cottage, Dwarf's Mine. Let's type Cottage. Cottage. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I see. I select with the arrows. I thought I was doing text adventure stuff. I tried typing Cottage, but it wants me to just go down and select Cottage with the Enter key. Okay, hint one out of nine. Although the front door is locked, you can take a tantalizing peek into the cottage through the keyhole. Ah. You have to find an alternate method, however, of entering. Okay, let's try taking that tantalizing peek and see if it gets us anywhere. Uh, look through keyhole. You peer into the keyhole and see a narrow vision of the room beyond. The cottage appears cosy and well decorated with large comfy furniture and splendid knickknacks. A roaring fire casts pulsating shadows about the room. This is where I warm the rocks. I need to get in there to get my dwarf stones all hot. Heat up my dwarf stones. Um. Hmm. Hang on. Okay, listeners, let me just play around for a second here. I'll see if I get anywhere before I have to ask for another hint. 
Oh shit! Okay, fuck, listeners. Cool. Like, goddammit, I figured it out all on my own. But I'm not that happy about it. Um... The answer was simply... To... Uh... Just take the steps down, back into the clearing, leave the cottage behind you. Take the path that leads southeast back down so that you're kind of st on the south side of the cottage and it says, oh, um, traversal in this area is hindered by the dense underbrush, but from this vantage point you can see that the wooden cottage to the north sits up above the ground on short stilts. Looking at the map, the ASMR map, ASCII map, there was only one way to and from this location. It was back the way I came. There was nowhere else I could go. I just hit go north. I just fucking told her to go north, and now it's like, bang, crawl space. You crouch down and crawl under the cottage. Well, what, what, what the, I was trusting, I was too trusting of the map. I'm really glad I figured it out on my own without having to look for uh, another hint. Trying to, having to get another hint, I would feel bad about that. But I feel bad about <laughs> having been uh, bamboozled uh, by my own trust in this map. The map, don't trust the map. Listeners, don't trust the map. I guess it would be giving away too much if it actually showed you on the map that there was. There wouldn't be a puzzle, then, would it? All that's happened is I've sold a puzzle. I shouldn't feel bad in any way. I just feel bad that I had to... Uh, there had to be a pause, which I now have to edit out, I guess. Because, ooh, freezing to death in this ooh, icy tundra, there might not be that much editing time in this episode. Anyway, crouch down and crawl under the cottage. You soon discover a gap in the foundation that is nearly tall enough for you to stand in. And now I, here I am in the crawl space. This is a dark crawl space beneath the wooden cottage. When you try to stand upright, you nearly bang your head on a wooden surface above you. As you look up at the ceiling of the crawl space, you see faint streaks of yellow light seeping through the wooden ceiling in the pattern of a large rectangle. Okay. Lift floorboards. Not a recognizable verb. Go up. Go up. Here we are. You push up against the wooden ceiling in the middle of the light-formed rectangle, and one side gives away. This appears to be a trapdoor leading into the cottage. Oh, it was a trapdoor. I understand now. Cottage. The cottage is warm and cozy. Burning candles resting in sconces along the wall twinkle brightly, illuminating the room in flickering yellow light. The cottage appears to be just a one-room dwelling. The front door is closed to the west. A large walk-in wardrobe has been pushed up against one of the walls. Its door is closed. The portion of the room near the trapdoor would seem to serve as the kitchen, equipped with cupboards from which hang cups and saucers. Ooh, listeners, I'm getting so cold. Near the center of the room stands a modest table surrounded by a few chairs. Centered in the middle of the table is a large glass dome filled with many translucent spheres that glisten in the firelight. Aside from various knickknacks strewn about, you notice a large couch with fluffy pillows facing the fireplace. A large black kettle hangs in the fireplace above a raging fire. Let's check out that kettle. Look at kettle. You try to lean over the kettle to see the water inside, but the rising steam is simply too hot. Put stones, no not stoners, stones in kettle. 
You toss the grey stones into the kettle. The water froths briefly, but nothing else seems to change. You try to lean over the kettle to see the grey stones inside, but the rising steam is simply too hot. Um, remove kettle. Sometimes they're on like a swinging, you know, a system that you can swing them on and off a fire. First taking the kettle. You're unable to move that kettle. Okay. Um, is there a ladle? Get ladle. You can't seem to find that here. Uh, okay, the kitchen is equipped with cupboards. Open cup or You open the cupboards. Look in cup or aridus. You examine the cupboards but find nothing but ordinary plates and cups within. Uh, douse fire? Not a recognizable verb. Put out fire. Can't seem to find that here. Hmm. Let's try and figure this out. Uh, cups and saucers. Near the center of the room stands a modest table, surrounded by a few chairs. Okay, so what the hell is with this glass dome? Maybe I can come back to the, the dwarf rocks. No, the elf stones. Centered in the middle of the table is a large glass dome. Look at dome. The large glass dome has an ornately carved base made up of three rings. The translucent blue spheres within click against the glass dome as they move about in mesmerizing swirls. Oh, wow, okay. Lift dome? No, get dome. You pull upon the glass dome, but it will not budge. It appears to be locked. Hmm. Okay, let's check out the wardrobe. Uh, open wardrobe. The wardrobe do doors creak as you open them. Look in wardrobe. Peering inside of the dark wardrobe, you see several curious items of clothing hanging inside. A pair of slippers and boots have been stashed in the back corner of the wardrobe. Along the back wall of the wardrobe, you notice several rows of shelves. Look at shelves. Resting upon one of the shelves at the back of the wardrobe is a fine black top hat, which seems of quite a different style than the other wardrobe items. Get hat. Taken. Put on hat. You put on the top hat and imagine yourself looking quite handsome while attending a fancy ball. Put on boots. The clothing most likely belongs to the owner of the house. None of the clothes or shoes stored in the wardrobe are your size. You poke around through the clothes but find nothing else. Oh, okay. Oh, I want to get my, get my rocks back. Can I just get the kettle? Get kettle. Unable to move it. Uh, get stones. Can't seem to find them here. 
Okay. So I can't look in the cauldron because it's steamy. Uh, fill cup with water. Nope. Doesn't like me doing that. Push dome. Are you hear a faint click? But notice nothing else. Twist dome. You are unable to. Pull dome. You pull upon the glass dome, it will not budge. It appears locked. Hit dome. Violence would not help anything here. Fair enough. Look under table. You search and search, but find nothing of interest. Look at table. Plain wooden table. Look in hat. The black top hat is finely crafted of smooth black silk. A royal blue silk band encircles the brow. As you stare at the hat, it appears special somehow. Go on. Oh no, that's it. Look at hat. Yeah, same thing. Special. Put hat on dome. Putting things on the glass dome would not appear to be of any help. Okay. Hints. Cottage. Hint one of nine. We figured it out. It's all good. Uh, two of nine. Explore in particular the area to the south of the cottage. The next hint, please. Oops. Go north to the crawl space under the cottage and ascend to the interior. Yeah, got that. Ooh. Be sure to explore the wardrobe, the hearth, and the glass dome. The hearth. So the fireplace. Let's check out that fireplace a bit better. Huh? Look at fireplace. The large fireplace is made of red bricks. A long, thin stocking has been hung from the mantle. Ah, oh, a raging fire blazes in the hearth, causing the kettle's water to boil ferociously. Look in stocking. The brown stocking is long and thin. Okay. Is a hearth different to a fireplace? Look at hearth. Nope. Raging fire. Look at fire. Within the fireplace, long fingers of orange flame lap at the bottom of the large black kettle, inciting the water within to boil and churn. Stop. Fire. Not a recognisable verb. Smother. Nup. Hmm. Let's check out the candles in the sconces around the room. Look at candles. Nothing special about them. Okay. Look at sconces. Nup. 
Okay, so we reach the point where I feel like tech audio-only text adventures, when I've been stumped by a puzzle for a couple minutes, I feel like the format starts to break down. So I'm going to ask for one more hint, and then I'm going to need to call it an end to this particular episode for this Christmas, and you're just going to need to see me again in a year. So let's see what the next hint is. Go down, select cottage hints, please. Where? Retrieve the hat from the wardrobe shelves and the stocking from the mantle. It wants me to get the stocking. Alright, we'll try that. Get stocking. I don't know why I would. Taken. Put on stocking. Stocking is much too big for you. So is this for some different quest? Alright. Hint me up, hints. Where is this going? Why am I getting this stuff? Hint 6 out of 9. Your next goal should be to unlock the glass dome and free the baubles. Oh, Christmas baubles! Oh, bauble. Remember bauble? The Christmas bulbasaur? Oh. So, uh, unlock the glass dome. Oh. Unlock the glass dome by turning the rings of the dome base such that three like symbols are vertically aligned. I tried turning them and it said it didn't turn, didn't I? Didn't I say this? Oh, this is so infuriating. Yeah, unable to. It says unable to, but I guess the rings are separate from the dome. Look at rings. Oh, that's so infuriating. The etchings of the vertically stacked rings line up in four columns at equal distances around the circumference. What a fucking garbage goddamn puzzle this is. I tried to turn the dome and it said you can't turn the dome, but I had to be turning the rings on the dome. Ah. Looking at the column of etchings above the embossed arrow. Oh my god, my strength is being sapped away from me by all of this. The top ring carving resembles a star, the middle ring etching is a wreath, and the bottom ring etching is a toy horse. It's so hard to get all the information out of this game, it keeps it a secret from you. Turn rings. You'll have to be more specific, there are three rings. Turn top ring. Turn the top ring to the right and it clicks into place. Once offset by a quarter turn. Simultaneously, the middle ring moves one quarter turn to the right as well. The etchings of the vertically stacked rings line up in four columns. Oh god, it's a real puzzle. Oh my god, it's a real puzzle in text form. Oh no. Looking at the column of etchings above the embossed arrow, the top ring carving resembles a wreath. The middle ring etching is a candy cane and the bottom ring etching is a toy horse. Oh my god, listeners, cut to when, cut to when, cut to when I am reduced to my last, my last ounce of strength here in this driving snow, but that when I've finished the puzzle, alright? Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, listeners. Ah. You turn the top ring to the right, it clicks into place. Once offset by a quarter turn, simultaneously the middle ring moves one quarter turn to the right as well. 
The etching of the vertically stacked rings line up in four columns at equal distances around the circumference. Looking at the column of etchings above the embossed arrow, the top ring carving resembles a candy cane, the middle ring etching is a candy cane, and the bottom ring etching is a candy cane. And as soon as the rings click into place, the glass dome rolls back, having been freed from their constricted confines. The silvery blue baubles rise into the air and begin to float and lilt about the room and your score has just gone up by five points. Look at S. Some of the bluish orbs float serenely by as if corks upon the ocean while others tumble and twirl through the air as if trying to occupy every square inch available space in the cottage at least once. Get balls. Did I mention my score went up by five points? My score just went up by five points. My score's 15 now. You reach for one of the baubles floating close by, but just as you're about to capture it, the orb deftly swirls out of your grasp. It circles you almost tauntingly and then floats away. Uh, catch bauble in hat. That was only understood as far as wanting to catch the bauble. Cat bauble with hat. No, didn't like that. Well, good. Good. I freed the baubles. What does this gain me? Nothing. This gains me nothing. I don't know what to do with these baubles. Why would the game think I knew what to do with these floating baubles? And that's it? The hints don't help me anymore. All the hints. That's it. It's done. Why did I put... I, the... Uh... Many beautiful blue translucent orbs float in a lilt through the air inside this cozy cottage. Look at... Kettle. You try to lean over the... My, my rocks are lost. I've just got to go get back more rocks, I guess. I did the baubles. Great. I feel so good about the baubles. Oh, it really warms my heart. Lying here, dying in the snow in this horrible blizzard, listeners. Listeners, this is it. I'm sorry. I thought it would go out with a bang. But it hasn't. It's whimpered out with a nothing. Oh... Ooh, okay, I can feel the cold overcoming me. I need to optimistically save my game right now. Ooh. There we are. Okay, I doubt I'll ever come back to this game because, listeners, I'm not long for this world. Oh, the light is fading. I could feel it getting dark. Oh, but that's enough playing for now. Oh boy, that really made the time pass. The time pass before this point. When all my strength has sapped away from me. Oh, I've only got a few more minutes left. But why, with my last ounces of vitality, I think I'll stumble a little further ways away through the snow here in this freezing arctic blizzard oh why what's this what's this I see I see the lights of a tiny cottage a mere shack here in the blizzard 
Oh, if only I could struggle up to the door. Oh, I hear voices coming through the through the frosty windows. Oh, Australian voices, familiar accents. Oh, if only I could muster the strength to bang on this wooden shack door. Perhaps I could gain entry. What's this? I think I think I can hear them beginning to analyze an old show from the 90s, an old cartoon show. I think they're podcasters. They'll surely help. Here we go. I'll just reach up my hand and knock on the door and they'll surely let me in. Here we go. Oh, and there's a knock at the door. It's a Christmas miracle. It's Daniel K. Let's play from all the way from WA. Come on in, Daniel K. Hello. Hello. 